I'm not a preacher, and I'm not drunk. I'm just a politician. Everybody, come out of your houses. Clarence Hillian is going to make you a super human being. All right. We're here. Episode 20. Double X's. Yes. Crackpot Cinema. Party time. Party movie. <laughs> Across the USA. Uh, I am uh, Mike McPadden. The author of Teen Movie Hell and Heavy Metal Movies, and former head writer of MrSkin.com. Wow. Uh, in Los Angeles is my co-host. Uh, that's me, Aaron Lee, uh, writer and producer for shows like Family Guy and Superstore and stuff like that. And our esteemed guest. We wanted to do 19 shows before we had you on, my friend. Please, from the suburbs, introduce yourself. Hello, this is uh, Jim McBride, better known as Mr. Skin. And yes, uh, <coughs> Mike McPadden was my head writer for many years. What was the uh, what were the years? Because they are okay. even they're, they're burned in my memory. But the actual <laughs> dates, <laughs> 2003 to 2009. Then I was given a uh, a 12 week uh, you're fired penalty. <laughs> had to sit in the box. And then 2010 to 2014. Yeah, but I sh- and I should say that uh, uh, McP and I get a- get along great. It, it really oh, yeah. wasn't an issue with us. It was just a, no. I'm insane. Uh, a, yeah, he's he's yeah. just insane, and sometimes <laughs> he needs to he, he needs some discipline. But uh, yeah, I need a little time out once in a while. Yeah, but uh, anyway, uh, I started MrSkin.com, which if you don't know what that is, it's a uh, it's a website where you can go to to see if any actress in the history of film or television has ever been nude or in a bikini or underwear. And uh, believe it or not, on uh, we just passed our on August 10th, our, our 21st birthday of the oh, launch of MrSkin.com, which is pretty amazing that I've been doing this for 21 years because I do remember when it started, I thought of it as something I do part time, make a little advertising revenue and and continue uh, working at the Chicago Mercantile Exchange. But I quickly realized that I could make a career out of this. And uh, here we are 21 years later. And uh, um, like I say, I I tell people all the time, you know, it's not a joke. I really have an incredibly fun job. Uh, I don't know if it's the greatest job in the world, but it sure as hell is fun. Well, mazel tov on 21. Mazel topless, yes. yes. <laughs> uh, we're going to talk this week about Hots from 1979. But first, we're going to talk, uh, Jim. And I will alternately call you Jim and Skin, as I always do. Um, at least to your face. Uh, <laughs> we're going to talk about Skin, a complete history of nudity in the movies first, uh, which is the... Really, uh, is insanely acclaimed documentary that is will be available on August 18th on uh, Amazon, iTunes, uh, Vudu, any place that you rent movies. Um, so tell tell wait, us about wait, that. Wait, wait, no, wait. Before you get into that, I, I got to hear a little bit more. Like, tell me about the first meeting between you guys. What what was it well, like? Oh, meeting I'll tell you exactly. Pat- what, yeah, I'll tell you exactly what happened. So, uh, two of my big influences for MrSkin.com were Celebrity Sleuth Magazine and Celebrity Skin Magazine. I, I, I kind of patterned my website off of those from the standpoint of, yeah, I wanted 
to chronicle the history of nudity and show the nude scenes, but I thought writing and and humor was so important to make it fun. And those two magazines, especially in the in the 90s, I was addicted to before I had my website. And I can't remember the circumstances, but I was in a business meeting early in my website's history, and it just so happened that the subject of celebrity skin came up, and one of the guys said he knew someone that worked there. So to make a long story short, I, I got there and somehow got a hold of McPadden. And, um, you know, we had one meeting. I think I was in it was in was it in New York or in Chicago? Was it in New it York? It was in New York. So yeah. what it was is you were at like a trade show or something. And yeah. uh, the guys from Seduction Cinema, Shakarama. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I had been doing um, some copywriting for them. And you were like, this is really funny. I need a writer. And they uh, they hooked me up with you. And then. Uh, we yeah, you came up. I was at the celebrity skin offices, and we of course just took all the pictures from Mister Skin at that point and put them in the magazine. Magic so, marker, magic marker. Who was this great dude? He was sort of like a surfer guy from Long Island. He was our art director, a big dude too. But he was scared. Mister Skin was coming up to kick his ass for stealing his pictures. <laughs> That's so funny. And I was going there. I was just such a fan of the editorial content because I the nude scenes, the, there was nothing. In fact, I did notice a lot of the things were just scammed right from my website. But I just the editorial content and how they made it fun and funny was just so appealing to me. And, you know, I, I tried to have writers, you know, you could be a good writer, but you, you need the sense of humor and, and, and the, the a feeling for the history of movies and nudity to really excel i feel and when i met uh mcpee it was like love at first sight and uh it wasn't too long before he he left that very lucrative gig uh to come work (laughs) for me (laughs) uh yeah so we went to dinner you got drunk and you offered me a job and uh i'm I'm glad that's all i offered you yeah (laughs) (laughs) i said a job i left off the first part of that yeah i was gonna say um and uh, I flew out to Chicago. I mean, I gave him like three weeks notice. And and what happened there was that I was also a fanatical fan of Celebrity Sleuth. And Aaron, you remember Celebrity Sleuth, like how funny it was and the puns and the double entendres. And, 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 like they, and he would like stretch a double entendre to the point of he'd write Shelley long with the long would be italicized. <laughs> no, so but it's one, pure well, wait a minute. It's amazing. Wait, but would you would you explain that double entendre to me? What's what is long in that scenario? Long you. Is, <laughs> exactly. Oh, yeah. oh, he's made you. Shelley yeah. has made you long. I, exactly. I, yeah. I, I see when I hear that I'm thinking oh she she has a long penis see, that's I, why I, you I, could never write for Mr. Skin. yeah <laughs> I guess so I guess so that's though you brain. may be a, a brilliant uh, writer on some of the biggest yeah. shows ever I don't think you have the yeah. uh, sense of humor to be with I, us I, I, apparently not yeah <laughs> but um, the um but you but, know well that happened was yeah. uh so when I got to celebrity skin in 2002. Like everything else at that point, this was like the really foul, you know, the internet has kind of always been foul, but this was a different version of foul than it is now. So it was like the Maxim era. It was like the locker room era. And I got there and it was all like jokes about how ugly these women were and fat. And I said, listen, as a, I'm a guy, as a fan of this magazine, of this actress, don't insult me. 
um, and don't insult her. And that was something I, I instituted. I said, every uh, bio is going to be just completely laudatory. Every review is a rave review. If a movie has nudity in it, it's the greatest movie ever made. And we uh, we bonded over that philosophy. And uh, for those last, uh, the, and, and in that year, I apparently turned around the sales of Celebrity skin. I can only imagine in 2002 what those sales were. <laughs> we went from pr- six to seven. Oh, man, I was going to say five to six. See, we really uh, nice. No, you nice. forget that was before the Internet, and those magazines were in every airport. Uh, oh, you know, that, yeah. I mean, those things sold. Uh, I can't imagine the dough those guys were making. But then, of course, when the Internet came along, yeah. uh, the magazine went the way of the dodo bird in a sense. And but that was the, like uh, seven years into the Internet at that point. So Yeah, right. Like, and then... Um, uh, oh, and on top of that, Celebrity Skin didn't have a website because uh, yeah. the owners of the company got they got in a lot of trouble legally, and uh, they were banned from having an internet presence for ten years. So they didn't make it. <laughs> ten think, years. How, think how hard that is. To, yeah, <laughs> what you have to do. <laughs> but so you know, I would, yeah, I would do ahead. radio interviews and, and stuff, and inevitably they'd say. So uh, tell us your website. And they would be like, no, nah, just go buy the magazine. Go find the magazine. <laughs> yeah, crazy. But, yeah, we shared that same thing from the day I started Mr. Skin. I, in, you know, just intuitively knew. And, and also how I felt was not to, to fat shame or make fun of actresses, but, but be, you know, to celebrate nudity in film, which has been our you know slogan since we started, which is exactly what he brought to Celebrity Skin uh, McPee, and then it was a that was just a natural thing. It flowed right in when he started working f- for me. It was he didn't have to change anything. He had that same uh, we had that same editorial feel. Um, we brought on uh, heavy hitters like Peter Landau and Alan McDonnell. legends. Yeah, yeah. So and uh, yeah, so yeah, I flew out to Chicago and uh, thus began our love affair. Well, and speaking of celebrity sleuth, um, Aaron, um, so the skin, a history of nudity in the movies, this real documentary that I'm the executive producer of, uh, um, McPee was, uh, you know, one of our key writers and also the associate associate producer producer of it. So he was, he's been in, he was in the mix for the last, was it, is it two or three years? Two years, 2018 (laughs) we worked Yeah, 2018 we started. And, um, you know, he was in on all the meetings and uh, it was a a passion play for all of us. But uh, what what I mentioned about Celebrity Sleuth is he's actually one of the talking heads and a very important talking head in this documentary, which, by the way, is it's blowing my mind the positive reviews it's getting from the Hollywood Reporter and the Daily News and many other publications. I've never been in this world. I've never had to rely on reviews or even give a shit about reviews. So it's been a fun couple of weeks and the documentary will come out on the 18th uh, uh, of August. And um, I I thought it was really good when I saw it, but to get, uh, to have movie reviewers, people from the mainstream uh, feel, because it was tricky when you're doing a history of nudity in the movies to walk that fine line between exploitive, but also it'd be interesting and titillating and, and especially in this day and age. And most of the reviews have been like, hey, these guys nailed it. I don't know how they did it. And they covered a lot of stuff in the in the two hours. So 
Um, pretty excited about this, and um, I we think, should talk about some yeah. of the other talking heads of this: Peter Bogdanovich, uh, oh yeah, Amy Heckerling, Malcolm McDowell, Eric Roberts, Kevin Smith, Joe Dante, even. Uh, uh, we even got the senior chair of the MPAA uh, to sit down and talk, which was really fascinating because we, you know, we it's really chronicles nudity from, you know, the Thomas Edison, days. yeah, Thomas Edison to the Me Too movement. Yeah. And I think a lot of people, I uh, probably, you know, your audience, too, when you watch this documentary, one of the things that's going to really surprise you is the amount of nudity in the pre-Hayes Code era. So right up to about 1934, the stuff that was going on in, in like Audrey Munson in the teens and uh, in the 1920s, uh, uh, even uh, Hedy Lamarr in Ecstasy in 1932, there was a lot of sex and nudity in movies. It's just forgotten because, you know, everything we know, all the stuff from the 30s, 40s, and 50s was nudity free but it's it's a pretty interesting uh to see that old stuff and then obviously we get into the 60s 70s and 80s 90s and all that but uh uh yeah it was it was fun and uh mcpee was a a big part of uh the team in the movie too yeah yeah Yeah. and he's a talking head yes very 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 attractive talking very gorgeous in that yes i look very (laughs) professorial i'm very happy with my appearance in that movie what was the name of the actress in the thomas edison movie <laughs> and, and has any guy ever searched her on no, MrSkin.com? So it, it's know. really funny um, when you look at these old, because all they're doing, it, they were just discovering motion picture and like just motion itself but instead of like them in dresses they're like completely nude like carrying water jugs and it's like what what the hell you know it's pretty it's pretty wild it is it is the hilarious thing about and i'm I'm sure you go into this in the documentary the history of all there's that there's that something like a 20 hour history of film that the british film institute oh yes that is just literally time and again like and then someone created the the zoetrope and right. uh, and that was around for a couple of days, and then a guy pulled his penis out in front, of him. <laughs> and then someone created the yeah. shadow play with lights, and then yeah. a guy put his penis in front. Of him. It's always yeah. nudity is always the first use. Of, yeah, they invented okay. the printing press. They they got a Bible yeah. out and the first pornographic material. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll read a couple. Of, here's a couple of nice pull quotes. Uh, the Hollywood Reporter said, "Informative and even-handed, as well as entertaining." Uh, the San Diego Reader said, a sol- uh, this is an alt-weekly, so they're a little uh, uh, jazzy. A solid <laughs> opening hour and a random parade of tits and giggles follow. Uh, mm. And my favorite. The Which AARP- did you provide, Mike? The tits or the giggles? <laughs> <laughs> I, preferred, I, preferred, I provided the gits and tiggles. Uh, <laughs> my favorite, the AARP website. There is, there is more to this. Oh, my by- God. Yeah. I, for, by the way, I want to say I love the AARP magazine. That was the Great. biggest shocker of this yeah. whole thing when I called him up and said the AARP yeah. loves this movie and you knew about their newsletter. That's amazing. Yeah. No, no, yeah. it's a stick magazine. It's in my bathroom every month. <laughs> They're going to kill their users. They're going to kill their, their client base with heart attacks watching this. Uh, there is more to this by turns hilarious, harrowing, and heartbreaking documentary that what in less woke times were called the good parts. Ooh. Wow. Yeah. So, so that's skin, a history, uh, a complete history of nudity in the movies available, uh, eight August 18th. 
Uh, and of course, there are, you know, I mean, dozens and dozens, probably over 100 nude scenes in the movie. Yeah. Um, and I don't know how many actual movies get mentioned. It's just staggering. Uh, but one that didn't make the cut is one we're going to highlight today. And I like to think because it's just it's too important. Like, we can't <laughs> break it down to its nudity. No, we'll be and, doing a whole documentary on this yeah. movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's just too important to the art form of the motion picture. And that is uh, Gerald Seth Sindel's 1979 masterwork, Hots. So before we get started, could we all take the Hots pledge? Ben, join us, please. Yes. 70 movies in the cinemas, uh, 70 movies we saw in the 70s <laughs> podcast host, Ben Reiser, working the microphone. Yeah, but hang on. I need to, uh, I need to pull up the pledge. I don't know okay. it by heart. That's shocking, Ben. It's not something you've said to yourself every night going to sleep for the past 40 years. It's really, it's it's a source of embarrassment. Okay, I got you. I'm ready. All right. Gentlemen, raise your right hand. I promise. I promise. I promise to do do everything everything within within my powers. powers, Using using all my abilities, abilities, talents, talents, and and assets. To win, to win every man, man on campus, campus away from, from the, the pie sorority. sorority. So, so help, help me, me hot. All right, thank you. Now that's we're, awesome. We've been we've been christened. So okay, uh, now let's get to our rating system. This is our uh, thumbs up, thumbs down. We like to come up with a little uh, catchphrase to denote uh, whether we uh, like the movie or didn't like it. Uh, I'll begin. I have. Uh, Three this week. Oh wow! Uh, hots or plops? Mm-hmm, great. <laughs> okay. Bonaducci or boring and douchey? <laughs> and now here's a okay. This is elaborate. Honey O'Hara, Terry, and Samantha, or runny, so hairy, turdy, and smells bad. Yeah. <laughs> that is a lot. <laughs> uh. Uh, you know, I of course I, I thought this was obvious, but it, I, I had to take the shot. I thought H O T S or S H I T. Oh, that's know. really good, really. And good. Uh, and I had Bonaducci or Bonaduki. So wow, yeah. damn, yeah. So we were in the same neighborhood, Mister Skin. I have one uh, hots or Stugats, and uh, <laughs> Stugats means this dick. Uh, if you remember uh, from The Sopranos when uh, Tony yeah. Soprano, of course, yes. I grew up in Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You How guys many times know. was I called Stugats? <laughs> no, like you today, were Stunat. You were Stunat. Well, that too. Yeah. And I was well, we have to do that. I was going to accomplish ungats in my life. Yeah. So hots or yeah. Stugats is mine. So. Well, we, we got to go that. with the guest. Yeah. Yeah. Hots we got to do that. Yes. And um, I'm just going to say right away, hots. Uh, yeah, yeah, hots, yes. Mr. Skin? Wait, say that again? Say hots or stugats for your feelings on the movie. Oh, hots. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I want to say, watching this, I I really, I loved it. Um, God knows I've seen it 20 times. Um, I haven't seen it in years. And having gone through, I mean, I, I saw it most recently while I was writing T-Movie Hell, but I'll be honest, I didn't pay that close attention to it. I just had it on to make sure I consumed it again. Um, it's so much better made, uh, more professional, breezy, clever, 
Um, and just it just holds your interest all the way through, like way more than other 70s teen movies that I love, like most of the Crown International pictures, I would say, like Malibu Beach, not Malibu High, which is its own beast, um, but the van and stuff. And certainly, Aaron, you remember uh, uh, watching Joysticks at the drive-in? Mm-hmm. And that was work, man. And, and Joysticks mm-hmm. is awesome, but it was work. Yeah, Joysticks is one of the better ones, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What, do, Mike, do you remember the first time you saw this one? Okay, the first time I, I saw it, I didn't see it. Uh, in Keensburg, New Jersey, in 19, I'm going to say 80, uh, my next-door neighbor, Mickey Cosgrove, the Cosgroves next to us had cable and air conditioning. So this was the beach town that my grandmother lived in where we would spend our summers. And they had the TV right by the window, and I couldn't watch it, but I I would I listened to Hots across the little alley that separated the two houses and talked to Mickey throughout the movie. So, that so was would he give you like the uh, sight disabled commentary? Like <laughs> occasionally, yeah, 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 occasionally, yeah. And um, and Hots, I gotta say, you know, sometimes I would do it, but that was the only one I was like, this we're gonna sit the entire runtime, Mick. And we're going to do this. So, um, And then the first time I saw it was probably, uh, I just, I rented it probably in like 1983, like right after we got a VCR. So you, Aaron? I Well, I had the honest to God, you know, late night cable. It was me and my cousin, Ray. And we were probably like, I don't know, 10, 11 years old. And the, the honest to God, like 2 a.m. cable screening, right. you know? And, yeah. uh. Yeah, and and when I watched it, I I was, you're right. It, it's every parody of these kind of movies. My kids and I are watching The Simpsons now. They they were never into Simpsons, and now they're obsessed. And you, do you remember the Homer goes to college episode? Of course, they, I do. The School of Hard Knockers. Yeah. Yes, like yeah. this movie really is the basis of all those parodies. Of it, it, it really is the motherload that way. I I, yeah. I didn't I, I you know I didn't know. Uh, how good I had it then. And in terms of, like you said, being really packed with that, that type of finger wagging Dean comedy, you you know, like, yes, it it really is. uh, It really is better than, better than all of them and more packed. Yeah. Mr. Skin. Yeah. I thought it was fun. You know, you could obviously see the animal house uh, influences uh, in it from a sorority standpoint, but you know, to Aaron's point, like you were talking about the hard knockers, I love like little jokes like what was it, Farrenville University, old yeah. FU. Good old it's FU. Like, yeah, the other yeah. school was called PU. Yeah, I just like <laughs> stuff like that. Or their pie sorority, you know, and their yeah, address yeah. was like three point or three fourteen. Yeah, it was the pie, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought that was cool. But yeah, I just uh it is fun. You know, I I first saw this I was one of the lucky ones to get cable television and um a Betamax actually in the fall of 1980 and uh, you know I went crazy I was you know a a senior in high school in the fall of 1980 and you know this was one of those movies that aired all the time you know because think about it when you first got cable television you were watching black exploitation movies drive-in movies and these uh you know these uh, i guess you call it uh, sex comedies like hot and uh, this aired all the time so and it's one of those movies where you could you could jump in whenever and and love it but it was fun to watch it again cuz it had been a long time 
uh, since I sat down and watched it. But uh, you guys are right. It's a fun movie. It goes by fast. And in terms of cable, it was on constantly. Yeah. And just think, because it was such a relief from, like, those European softcore movies, which were just vile. (laughs) Yeah. so bad. Yeah. That's funny. You hated all those movies. I liked those movies even then. Like, even as even at age 10 or 11, <coughs> I was well, thought those were... because they had no ladies in them. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. They had that. But they also had the the cocktail lounge music. Even then, I was like, yeah, man, you can really mellow out on one of these boring movies. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, Hots was, like, nonstop excitement. Those were like, let's kick back. Let's get European. <laughs> you know? You know, yeah. though, but also with like um, to watch this movie now with COVID and with um, Me Too movement and all that, and to see like a kissing booth, like <laughs> in this today, thinking of a kissing booth is, is oh, almost like, a horror movie. Yeah. It's a horror yeah, it's like scene. A, almost like a horror scene, you know? And uh, yeah, yeah, and just the, like a wet T-shirt contest. I forget, like when I was in college, you'd go to you'd go to Florida for spring break, and they would have wet T-shirt contests. Like that was. You know, could you imagine nowadays doing that kind of stuff? It's it's it was it's kind of cool to watch it again uh, through through today's eyes. It was, it was yeah. fun. So here's some uh, general notes. Do, do you think they should remake Hots in COVID? Should we have like a COVID Hots? <laughs> yeah. That, what, when they, what would we let's call write it? that movie. Shots. <laughs> yeah. Get your yeah. shots. <laughs> boom boom. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay, some general notes. Uh, huge drive-in hit, ran for years. Uh, played on late-night cable for decades. Uh, so it was so popular, it got theatrically re-released in 1984 after Police Academy under the title TNA Academy. Wow. Which you know, okay, that really was my question for you guys. You guys, as the the masters of this genre in particular, like. Because, first of all, I had only ever seen it full screen, you know, on cable right. looking shitty. So it was it was really wild to see this widescreen transfer and go, oh, it was a professionally made film. It did. It did look yeah. pretty good. And um, so so I was trying to figure out, you know, how Mike, you and I have talked about when you're 10 and you see Burt Reynolds on a talk show, you can't tell how old he is. Right. And then yes. and then as an adult, he's always in this vague, like grown up space to, you know, I, yeah, I, I couldn't look yes. at him any time in his life and tell you, was he 40, 50, 60? I almost have the same thing with hot seeing it as a, you know, desperate kid on cable at 10. I, I'm like, what was the audience for for this movie? Like and what we, we know it was guys, obviously. But what I'm saying is. It's 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 more extreme nudity and sex wise than an animal house. So 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 drive ins. But but was a guy taking a date to this, do you think like or was, you know, what do you think? What how do you think a screening of hots went? What was the general? I'll tell you what. Was it Grindhouse? Was it the local? You know, that's that's the question. So the answer is uh, Grindhouse and drive in and. You know, probably rural theaters and, you know, not necessarily Grindhouse, but, but you know, and would they take dates? So it comes out of the Cheerleaders, which was a, like, insane blockbuster movie from 1970 and spawned two official sequels and endless ripoffs. And I guess Hots is ultimately, you'd say it's one of those ripoffs. But, uh, the, and, and so here's a weird connection. Hots was, it was so popular that... In the '80s, when the two when uh, two of those cheerleader movies got re-released, 
they were as HOTS 2 and HOTS 3. So the swinging cheerleaders from 74 was reissued as HOTS 2. And Revenge of the Cheerleaders with David Hasselhoff as Boner, that was reissued as HOTS 3. So the audience for them, it was driving. So it was couples at the drive-ins. It was teenagers. Um, but with the extreme nudity, I think it was, yeah, I think it was young people. I think that's who the audience was. It wasn't. Uh, you know the raincoat brigade, but they could certainly. But it's join lean. In. But it's a leaning towards it, right? I mean, the ad campaign is is like slightly more softcore than just party movie, right? Like, like, I, it, like I, it, I don't think so. I don't, uh, yeah, I, I don't, you think so? Don't you think, think so. it's just pure? Yeah. Like, like the it's just the fact to me that it was so much more nudity uh, than like King Frat, you know. Right. Like speaking of movies we watched at the drive-in, yeah. it's it seemed like it was slightly more in that. Well, lane. King, King Frat had a different mission. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> the yeah. Pasolini. <laughs> we actually teen sex comedies. McP, I don't know if you remember, but the Skintastic video guide that we put out uh, while you were working at Mr. Skin, yeah. um, we added up how many, bre- you know, for every movie that made our Skintastic video guide, we added up the amount of breast, butt, and bush that was shown. And uh, Hots had 32 breasts and uh, one butt <laughs> in it. So, And I think to, to Aaron's point, you know, the difference with this, yeah, there were some sex scenes, but they weren't really graphic. It was more of a, t- you know, it was more of a, a boob fest. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, like, it was only just used to call these boob movies. Yeah, yeah, it's a boob. It was really a boob movie. When you get into like sex, like uh, real sex, not real sex, but uh, um, simulated sex, then that chain that puts it yeah. more into those uh, to a different category. But this was like a comedy with a lot of boobs. I guess the thing I can't help but think of is Mike, you and I did the commentary track for private school. Yes. And we. Did all that research and got the incredible thing of like uh, test results, viewer test yeah. results, you know, to the movie. And it was all guys saying, awesome, man. Whoa. And it was all, if you remember, like girls, yeah. like young girls yeah. saying like kind of gross, <laughs> should, yeah. should have had less nudity. Yeah. So I can't imagine being what, uh, 22 and taking your 20 year old girlfriend to see hots at the well, time. You, you like definitely how, could in 1979. You definitely could. I guess could. so. But yeah. but 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 just a couple of years later, the note cards were saying this had too much nudity, right? So yeah, yeah. So I I would love to. But that's because they asked the girls their opinion after they saw the movie. Right, the guy was doing that. that exactly, point. exactly. Yeah. The, when we make this our hots documentary, we have to just search out people who saw it in the theater <laughs> at the time. Yeah, I haven't found anybody. I mean, believe me, I've asked. Yeah. I do know my friend Dave Barkle's parents did see King Frat at a drive-in because wow. it was reissued. Uh, it went out as the bottom half of the bill with a Grease reissue in 1979. Oof. So I showed Barkle. We watched King Frat. It blew his mind. Then, like, he was at a barbecue at his parents' house. He goes, I saw this movie with a fart content. And his mother goes, your father and I saw that. We saw that movie. <laughs> what was it called? <laughs> so... um, <laughs> okay, uh, the only production ever credited to the Great American Dream Machine Movie Company, which is Oh, uh, that amazing. title card. It's so yeah. great. Yeah. The red, white, and blue title card. <laughs> uh, the HOTS uniforms of red shirts and white shorts, or vice versa, popularly come to, be known, come to be thought of as the inspiration for Hooters, the Hooters uniform. Um, immediate gimmick is that it, it's full of Playboy models. You have centerfold Sandy Johnson from June 74, 
Susan Kiger from April 1977, Pamela Jean Bryant, April 78, and 1979's 25th anniversary runner-up, Casey Winkler. And yeah, you I was know, thinking the, the, the only other filmmaker to really pick up on that was Andy Sedaris. N- not nearly as entertainingly. In my no, 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 no. He, he no. did like Speaking those of- Savage, Beast, uh, Savage Beach and those movies yeah. with playmates from about 10 years later, like the big yeah. playmates from the 80s. And uh, Although his very first one was Seven with uh, Susan Kiger, who's uh, the star of Hot, who's Honey. Honey. In Hots, yeah. You know, she was also, there was a, in that, and I don't know if you guys are going to be getting into the, uh, those uh, Hollywood, uh, 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 what's her name, goes to Hollywood movies from the 80s. Um, happy Hooker. The Happy Hooker goes to oh, Hollywood movies. Cause they so did many it. of these girls so, were in Happy Hooker goes Hollywood, yeah. Right, because that Susan, there was a scene in the one with Martine Beswick from 1980, which we actually even talked about in the documentary, not this scene in particular, where... It's uh, Susan. It, was it? Yeah, it's Susan um, uh, Kiger and Casey Winkler are playing pool topless, and it's one of the most memorable moments from that uh, 1980 version of the Happy Hooker uh, goes to Hollywood. And um, yeah, that Casey Winkler um, also almost was the 25th anniversary playmate yeah. of the candy loving uh, one, and rightly so. But that's how hot these were. Pretty. Uh, these were some big playmates that uh, yeah. that a lot of guys remember. Uh, or if you're you know if you're a fan of playmates, uh, you remember from the '70s because they were they were spectacular. I guess the lesson is that women in the '70s, if they were going to engage in competitions <laughs> like pool or football, they, they did it. They did it topless. Best I guess on topless. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh it's and and it's also noteworthy that Hots was written by two women, Sherry yeah. Cafaro and Joan Buchanan. And we'll talk about uh Sherry especially in a bit. Yeah, she's she's really fascinating. Yeah. yeah. So uh the basic premise uh we're gonna also walk through the movie, which I attempted to not do in one episode of <laughs> seventy movies that didn't work. But I will say up front, so let's go through this basic premise. Uh Hots is sort of an anti sorority on the campus of good old FU. Um at some point they have a bear, a seal, and a robot. Uh they're rivals of the girls in the pie sorority. Danny Bonaducci is there. Two bumbling crooks uh believe they have a quarter million dollars hidden in the attic and they're trying to get it uh, it ends with an absolutely epic game of strip football the running gag throughout the movie is what does hot stand for and at the very end we'll just we'll just spoiler alert it's the initials of the four founders honey o'hara terry and samantha so now we can just kind of freeform um so i i like i'd like to go through each uh, of the prominent cast members beginning with susan uh Kiger who plays Honey Shane. And uh, she appeared in Hot Nasties in 1976, which makes her the first and only playmate to do hardcore porn before she got a centerfold. Uh, Mr. Skin, do you know the other playmates who did hardcore? Playmates who did hardcore. um, uh, The one that also was a penthouse pet. Right, Terry Weigel in April nineteen. Was it Terry Weigel a playmate and a penthouse? Yes, she was, and she did porn. Yes, yes, she was one for sure. Christine DeBell, not a centerfold, but very memorable on the cover and in a uh, 
sort of legendary uh, spread shot by Helmut Newton called 200 Motels that recently individual wow. pr- individual prints from that sold for over $20,000 not that long ago. Unbelievable. Also featured yeah. in Skin, A History of Movie News. And she is in the documentary yes. talking about the X-rated Alice in Wonderland from 1976. Yeah, Susan uh, Kiger. Jeez. Yeah. And uh, her other credits, as you said, uh, Happy Hooker Goes Hollywood, Angel's Brigade, Galaxina, starring co-playmate Dorothy Stratton. There's a frustrating, horrible movie. Yeah. Yeah, that was that. That is the anti-hots in terms of yeah, being exactly eleven yeah. and turning it and it delivering nothing and being being yeah. being Hots. the greatest setup ever, science yeah. fiction and Dorothy Stratton and yeah, yeah, and gives you absolutely nothing. And then I mean, I'm going to say Hots really uh, to quote the tagline from the horror movie Pieces. It's exactly what you think <laughs> it is. Galaxina yeah. is exactly not what you think it is. Galaxina, it doesn't even have, like, a gag in it. Like, like, I mean, I'm not just talking about nudity or something. It doesn't deliver comedy either, whereas this is the whole hell's a poppin', you know, cracked magazine. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Specifically cracked. The fact that there's a fucking robot in this movie, you know, is, yeah. (laughs) Although I caught for the first time ever a Mad Magazine reference in the movie. Did you, Aaron? No, what what was it? Okay, when the dean comes over and they're hiding all their like contraband, there's a pot plant, and the pot plant has a sign on it that says Arthur. Oh my god! Which was oh, the mascot wow. of Mad Magazine. I Arthur did not the catch plant. that. That's great. So, wow. uh, Lisa London as Ooh. O'Hara, who's very memorable. <laughs> yes, she is uh, surprisingly prolific, and she's still actively working. She's still making movies. And I noticed shows. that. Yes. Yeah. Um, she she's the one that was uh when the the criminal was spying in in the closet she yeah. of all the big breasted actresses in this she would probably be number 1 on the list uh, she's she, like Russ Meyer yeah caliber yeah she was not a playmate though no yeah no. but she did play in uh, the dirty harry movie sudden impact she played young hooker oh uh, in 1983 <laughs> yeah that's like she I, also I, did a dream <clears throat> on on HBO McP that's yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. And she was in the uh, Johnny Depp sex, teen sex comedy Private Resort and The oh, Naked yeah. Cage, a late era women in prison movie. And she co-starred as Rocky in two Andy Sedaris movies, Savage Beach in 89 and Guns in 90. <laughs> oh, I wrote that. She had some other funny roles. Uh, she played Redhead in Black Moon Rising, a terrible <laughs> movie. She played a character called 1982 Redhead in Dragnet, which is really has helped. I don't know if you guys have seen that recently. It holds up yeah, extremely well. Yeah, it does. Really yeah, funny. Uh, she was Melissa Mead in Extro 3 Watch the Skies from 1995. <laughs> I didn't know like it was that late. Uh, she played Redneck Date in Dick Little from 2012. <laughs> she was Beth in An Easter Bunny Puppy from 2013. Street Hooker number one in A Star for Rose 2013. And Takashi in Samurai Cop 2, Deadly Vengeance in 2015. Good for her. A street hooker in 2013? Yeah. Okay. How do you like them apples? Yeah, that's... Yes, and and here's a, that's the same character as Young Hooker in Sudden Impact, but, but years later. That's a little thing people don't know. I, I know wow. this movie trivia. Yeah, in the right. universe. Yeah, yes. years later. All right. Uh, Pamela Jean Bryant as Terry. 
first appeared in Playboy's Girls of the Big Ten while she was attending Indiana University in 1977. Uh, She did a bunch of TV before Hots, Fantasy Island, BJ and the Bear. Uh, In in an episode with fellow hot Kimberly uh, Carson and also the Hardy Boys Nancy Drew Mysteries. Love that. So, like, looking at the Hardy Boys Nancy Drew, like, those look like pornos. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. They just completely. Yeah. And I think I even picked up on that at the time when I was, like, eight years old. Oh, God, I loved it. I lived for it. Couldn't wait every week. And then, uh, so PJB, as I call her, she went on to... Uh, some real humdingers, including Don't Answer the Phone. It's oh, one of the greatest, most berserk slasher movies. Private Lessons and Looker, a movie we must cover on this <laughs> oh, show. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I am fascinated by that movie. That's a movie that I remember delivering nothing as a kid and yet loving it because it was so bizarre. And yeah, yeah. That was, yeah, I would love to see how that holds up. But I believe Susan Day is naked in that. I yes. Laurie Partridge. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Laurie Partridge. Yeah. Uh, Kimberly Cameron as Samantha. So she is actually better known uh, to very select audiences as 80s porn star Kimberly Carson. Uh, she developed a taste for the hard stuff after Hots. Um, <laughs> and some are like she was in like some of the like last theatrical porn movies, including Eat at the Blue Fox with Kitten Natividad. Wow. And, uh, Loose Times at Ridley High from 84 <laughs> and Flesh Dance, which is not to be confused with Flash Pants. Uh, the, and the latter had one of the greatest taglines ever, Cop a Feeling. That's a very <laughs> Jim McBride line. Yeah, that's good. That's very Mr. Skin himself. Uh, her only other notable mainstream role is as, just says Disco Party in The Jerk. <laughs> I bet that was fun. That was yeah. a fun thing to shoot. <laughs> and uh, she did a lot of TV work. A lot of these actresses did TV work. Uh, and it was, you know, I was remembering, you know, this was the era of Jiggle TV. So Yeah, BJ sure. and the Bear and stuff. Yeah. 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 Uh, so the great Angela Ames as Boom Boom oh, Banks. Yeah. Big yeah. fan. So <laughs> the same year as Hot, she debuted as Little Bo Peep in the R-rated musical Fairy Tales. Which I remember like her song where the seven dwarves are all like about to jump on top of her. She goes, seven come a living and I'm out like a light. <laughs> and then they all leap on top of her. What uh, a, most, what a most... damaged time, Mike. What a damaged time. <laughs> well, listen, I mean, yeah. I'm endlessly fa- I've talked about like this to my shrink. It's like, why did they make pornographic fairy tales when I was a child? <laughs> I mean, it's just... And it's what just, will be left of me as a result? Yeah, it's, yeah. it's just Joe Camel shit, right? Like, how yeah. do we how do we make this more appealing <laughs> to children? <laughs> it is... Uh, I was really laughing watching Hots, thinking about my hippie parents. Like, I did have the parents who said, like, you know, hey, the the human body, it's all good, it's groovy. <laughs> you, you, I don't I don't want you seeing somebody getting killed on screen, but people right. doing what's natural and beautiful, it's fine. So so I was allowed to stay up at age ten and watch Hots and with God the with it. with a talk from my mother, with a talk from my mother right. of as long as you know that sex doesn't really work that way in the real world. <laughs> like yeah. the idea that, that Yes, yeah. the idea that I was supposed to watch this and ferret out now, like now, now here's the reality of this, and was of course it just destroyed my life. 
Yeah, of course. <laughs> McPee, you were talking about Angela Ames. Do you remember that yeah. Peter Falk movie, All the Marbles? Yes, I do. Oh, what I a love great, that movie. Yeah. It's a great movie. It is. It, I love that. That was another one that aired on cable a lot. And that's where I first really noticed Angela Ames and became a fan uh, from that, um, where she was a wrestler and he was a you know, kind of their manager or whatever. But, um, you know, Aaron, you'll get a kick out of this. I remember at the website when we when we put in um, all the marbles and we had Angela Ames nude scene, we write a description of the scene. And I remember it said that uh, you can view her jumbo Columbos in this. <laughs> that's the kind of humor. Yeah, yeah. that's the kind of humor yeah. you get. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Um <laughs> she most famously, she's the busty mom who uh, poses for photos with Tom Hanks and Adrian Zemed in Bachelor Party. Yes, at the when the breastfeeding yeah. was it yeah. a breastfeeding? Scene no, you're thinking of Jim Carrey and uh, no, no. But Rudy. I'm thinking yeah. in that was she had a class. She was at some class or something, something, and they they no, saw no. Him. She's Adrian Zemed is like a Kmart photographer. And she's uh, yeah. posing with okay. her kid, and they just kind of yeah, bumped the kid, the kid out of the picture. Yeah, she had the kid, right. Okay, okay, I got yeah, you. They okay. bumped the kid yeah, yeah, out yeah. of the picture, and they're like, you know, <laughs> giving thumbs up. And yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah. That's great. Um, and uh, she played a, a character named Honey on five episodes of BJ and the Bear. <laughs> so BJ and the Bear was also pornography. He got just... every hot babe, every hot actress to come on his show uh, somehow to do a guest appearance. That guy's and a legend. And then yeah. Sheriff Lobo, was, which was the spinoff <laughs> oh, of BJ and the Bear. God. That was even more pornographic. Yeah. And it didn't last. Um, you, you know what's funny, though? To me as a kid, those shows did not have that vibe because it was the, the whole redneck thing canceled it out right. for me. You know? And Lobo was the bottom of the barrel of that. Other than maybe Enos. Other than Enos. <laughs> but I you had know, to watch all that shit. My the cousin Ray, who I watched right. Hots with, god damn, he loved Dukes of Hazard, BJ and the Bear. Like I was I constantly had to watch. Were you all in that. Kentucky at that point? No, this was all upstate, upstate New York. See, this yeah. is the goddamn this thing. Like I never understood as a kid in the seventies in New York City the whole redneck mania. Obsession with it. It was God, huge. Southern it. rock, country music, yes. oh, CB he, radios, truckers. He wore out his Kenny Rogers, the Gambler, seven inch. I mean, that was <laughs> constantly. <laughs> yeah, that was a huge part so, of my childhood. But like, so like, by the time the Dukes or Hazard came on, I don't know. I was like eleven or so. I was already like pretentious. Like I was already like, <laughs> you know, talking about like Boonwell and stuff. So I was like, I would never lower myself. <laughs> and then in high school. My friend Tom, like when it went into syndication, my friend Tom said, no, you got to watch this. It's the greatest show ever because every episode ends with uh, Boss Hog. Well, every episode is Boss Hog saying, if we don't catch them Duke boys, I'll eat my hat. And then he eats his hat. And I swear <laughs> to God, we watched it and he ate his hat at the end of the episode. <laughs> so then for about a week, a week and a half, I was obsessed with it. And then I got over it. But... Yeah. Uh, Ugh, Lobo. <laughs> Now I can't get him out of my head. Who wants to look at this guy? Weirdly, I remember the theme song. Evie's R. Sheriff Lobo. Dear Sheriff Lobo. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Sandy Johnson is Stephanie. She debuted in the 3D sexploitation movie Surfer Girls in 78. Mm. I don't know that one. I impossible to find. There's a great trivia about her. You know it, McPee? About Sandy Johnson? Well, you can say it. Yeah. Well, if in the... One of my favorite horror movies of all time, Halloween, when Mike Myers comes in 
to at the beginning when he's a little boy and he puts the mask on and the, he stabs his his topless sister sitting at the in front <laughs> in front of the makeup mirror. That is Sandy Johnson. Yeah, Judith Myers. Oh, Judith wow. Myers. Yeah. Um, she was also in jokes my folks never told me, which is like, you know, uh, another variation on if you don't stop it, you'll go blind. And can I do it till I need glasses, Aaron? Can I stroke my poke? Can I twiddle my fiddly D? Or <laughs> I never know if I get that quite right. Can I oh, twiddle yes. twiddle my fiddly D? Is that it? Yeah. Can I do it till I need glasses? Can I stroke my poke? Can I twiddle my fiddly D? <laughs> I did. Okay. Yes. Good. Yes. Well done. Uh, she was also in Gas Pump Girls, which is a great yes. movie from 79. Yes. That's a very funny, weird movie uh, with Hunts Hall. And Joey Ross. <laughs> Jesus. Who really, it's a shame that they don't play the bumbling criminals in this movie. I was thinking that. If they had just been Hunts Hall and Joey Ross. So, uh, couldn't, Lindsay, couldn't get him. Couldn't get him. <laughs> <laughs> they were too hot after gas yeah. pump girls. Yeah. And Joey Ross is also in Slumber Party 57 with uh, Deborah Winger and uh, wow. Rainbow Smith. Uh, Lindsay Bloom as Melody Ragmore, the leader of the Pies. She was Miss Utah, 1969, and played wasn't one she, of the Dink. Wasn't she Miss USA? Didn't she? Oh, yeah, you more than Miss Utah. She wow. was Miss USA in 1972. Good Lord, yeah, that's that's a big get, Lindsay Bloom. Yeah, no fooling. Wow. Yeah. Um, she also played one of the Dingling Sisters on the Dean Martin show. <laughs> Imagine that bit, the Dingling. Did you say Dingleberry yeah. Sisters? Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, here's more redneck shit. So she did a lot of TV in the 70s. Most notable is a failed pilot in 1978 called <laughs> Goober and the Trucker's Paradise. It was a oh. star <laughs> Is there ever a way with some of these pilots that only one episode aired to to ever get yeah. a hold of those and, and watch some of them them? are on like, YouTube? Are yeah, because wouldn't you the like most to just watch one, yes. that Goober pilot? Yeah, sure. no, a lot of them are on YouTube. The most amazing one, which I saw, because you remember in the in the seventies and eighties, the networks would burn them off in the summertime. They would just yeah. show them. Mm-hmm. Uh, is the best of times, which is a a like youth. Musical sketch thing from 1981 with Crispin Glover as the the hero, like the narrator, and Nicolas Cage is on it. But uh, that's on YouTube, and that's great. That's cool. Um, uh, so this is a vehicle, of course, for George Lindsay as Goober Pyle from the Andy Griffith Show in Hee Haw. Oh my and God. Just here you go. This is the official IMDb description. <laughs> Goober. <laughs> Goober goes to visit his sisters. They run a truck stop. Goober has trouble fitting in with everyone. (laughs) At the end of the episode, Goober is beaten to death. That's why the series did not go forward. Uh, Some of her other notable roles are Six Pack Annie Bodine in Six Pack Annie. Sugar McCarthy in Texas Detour. Big Butt Annie in French Quarter, and sure. she's also she's also in the Happy Hooker Goes Hollywood, which essentially is the Hot's finishing school. So, all right, now we'll get to somebody fun. Special guest star, as he's billed, special guest star Danny Bonaducci as Richie Walker. Um, and and that's the amazing thing when you first see Hot's is Bonaducci, right? 
I mean, it's really staggering to see him. Didn't you think he seemed a little subdued? He like he wasn't a, he wasn't cocky Danny Bonaducci, you no. know, he was you know what I'm saying? I was he, saying like he had like he was kind of dressing like David Lee Roth with the suspenders <laughs> and everything. But he had this sort of like laid back disco swagger. Yeah, there yeah, he was like he right. definitely was it was it was a lewd period, like a quaalude period rather than cocaine it's, for Bonaducci. It's so funny you're saying this because when I found it we were watching Hots, there's one shot in the movie that's haunted me ever since I was a kid and I, I couldn't wait I couldn't wait to see it again and it really delivered and it's Bonaducci they play the prank on him right and which and, we'll and get to yes and he's been kind of cocky and arrogant up to that point and then he comes after the prank he comes walking up to them like yes. on their like in a surrender mode like yeah. where literally like, waving a truce flag literally yeah, waving flag. a flag broken like a, yeah. a yeah, broken he's man just a broken man and that shot has stuck with me like i don't know like the last shot of lost in translation or something for for decades now right. of like look at <laughs> well, look like at seven. this poor yeah yeah sure the look at this poor broken man and it, yeah there is such a moment of healing and forgiveness there absolutely and reunification true. the hots yes. accept him back into the he's learned his lesson yeah, and this powerful. is something that current cancel culture should should latch on to. <laughs> Redemption yeah. is necessary for a yes. functioning society and a functioning film like Hots. So, yes, yeah. If you okay. do the things they do in the movie Hots, you should be forgiven. Yes, <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, so I remember that that in in seventy uh, nine he was on. Uh, oh no, seventy eight. He was on an episode of Fantasy Island, which was like the first time I ever saw adult Bonaducci. And he was he played the bad drag racer in a segment called Hot Rod. And my like brother and sister, my cousin were watching this and like howling at how weird he was, how yeah. weird he looked. Well, it's also because he was the same height as child Bonaducci. <laughs> yeah, but he was a man. <laughs> and we were really rooting for him to lose the race. <laughs> so... Uh, certainly an interesting point in his career. The previous year, he played Kuntz in Corvette Summer, the Mark Hamill movie. Ooh, and I love he, that one. And then he That's played uh, first male student in Born Again, which is a movie I've always wanted to see with Dean Jones as wow. uh, Watergate felon uh, Chuck Colson. It's about Chuck Colson's conversion to Christianity and his establishment of the prison ministry. I want to see that. I yeah. can't believe Bonaducci was in it. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, playing first male student, so. Okay, all right. All right, well, shall we even, walk? You know, even as, a, just quickly to say, yeah. the, how, when's the last time you watched a Partridge Family episode? Because I, I see them all the time, yeah. Yeah, I went through yeah. that phase with the yeah. kids, and yeah. um, even as a kid actor, though, he was kind of... He was kind of laid back. He even seemed kind of looted out as the kid actor, I would say, in some of those episodes. <laughs> That's interesting. Like, yeah. like I feel Apparently like, you know. he was drunk on the Partridge family. Ah, uh, there you go. Okay. Wow. Well, he was I, probably pretty drunk here, too, then. But, yeah. But I still watch him because, A, I love the music. And he and uh, Dave Madden as Ruben Kincaid are just unbeatable. They are hilarious. They are. They're a good comedy team, yeah. I used to... Um, you know, when he was on the radio and I think it was, well, he was in LA, he was in Philly, I used to go on his show a lot and he was into nudity. He knew all yeah. the nude scenes. He knew his stuff. Well, you know, he's on the Gilbert podcast and it's like the most disturbing, like nobody else has ever gone here with Gilbert where 
I mean, oh, I don't God. even want to remember that. Is this an old, yeah, yeah, an old yeah. one? Are you it's one of the first ones, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, what, I don't. I don't remember that. What I'll happened. tell you off the air because okay. I don't want to revive it. <laughs> okay. So, uh, he tells, yeah, he tells yeah. tales out of school. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That's it. Yes, the yeah. brother said something. Yeah. Uh, okay, so let's walk through the movie itself. And it's a mental image you will not ever want in your head. By the way, yeah. what he? Yeah. Okay, yeah. so. Um, Opens with the shot of the naked statue, and we learn about good old F.U. Then immediately nudity, even before the credits. We get a group shower scene with Susan Kiger as Honey Shane. Um, and then Lindsay Bloom as Melody Ragmore. Puts her down in front of the other girls in the locker room. This was hilarious to me. For being a car hop. She's like, can you imagine a car hop? Oh, you mean someone that would work at a uh, where they'd bring the the food and oh, the roller beer skates? Out? Yeah, yeah, the roller yeah, skate yeah. girls. Oh yeah, man. When's the last time you saw a car hop? Right? Yeah, and there's there's two movies in Teen Movie Hell. One is called uh, the Car Hops. The other one's called Star Hops. So, uh-huh. uh, so O'Hara, the lowest ter- thing you can be, the lowest yeah. thing. <laughs> it doesn't yeah, get right. lower. <laughs> oh. Car hop. Yeah. So, so O'Hara, O'Hara. Terry and Samantha, they come to Honey's rescue. They decide they're going to beat those stuck-up sorority uh, snobs. They're going to start their own organization called HOTS. So they take out a front uh, ad on the front page of the campus newspaper, the FU Daily, that says, turn down by sororities, turned off by their attitude, then turn on to HOTS and build dot, 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 a future. The last line is really weird. <laughs> yeah, it really is. <laughs> yeah, that's intense. So then we get the comical montage of uh, the pledges coming in. They have to wear T-shirts that say warm before they become hots. And, you know, one's flat-chested, one is prissy, one looks like a prude, one's a construction worker, one's a hippie. And then there's the plus-size gal named Klutz. Oh, yeah. And she's played by Mary Steelsmith, who had deb- debuted a year earlier as Billy Crystal's sister in Rabbit Test, uh, wow. a film we will be discussing on this yeah, podcast. Yeah, we were just talking about that, yeah. Yeah. And then we go on to the campus, which really looks like high school. Uh, oh, you know, it's funny you say yeah. that. I was going to bring that up. Didn't it look yeah. like they said it was a college campus, but they just found some abandoned high school and made yeah. it seem like and the there's college like a, there's like a bell ringing, like ring in the hallway and stuff. <laughs> I yeah. love that. I love yeah. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, they're putting up a poster for the upcoming Hot Bash where Boom Boom Bangs is going to perform a spectacular stunt. And uh, the first, the movie's running gag begins where somebody, they're wearing their Hots t-shirts and Mad Dog, it turns out, who will be one of the heroes of the movie. He says, I know what that stands for. Hands off those suckers. And they assure him <laughs> it doesn't. So then uh, a, lot, Bob- a lot of time spent in this era trying to figure out acronyms like KISS. You know, uh, <laughs> a lot of energy went into that in 1979 for me and every other kid I knew. So, so I, I find it believable that he would write up the bat, hands off those suckers. Sure. Did yeah. ACDC. Yeah. Antichrist, devil child. children. Yeah. Yeah. But also right. after Christ, devil comes. <laughs> yeah. And and really just means bisexual. So, uh, <laughs> which I learned from the movie, uh, Six Million Years ACDC, uh, which is a real movie in the Golden Turkey Awards. Uh, so Bonaduce enters the scene and he says, hey, can my band play at your hot bash? And they're like, sure. 
So uh, yeah. the hot bash is really uh, the hot bash is really something else. And there's a kissing booth and Klutz finds love with the nerdy guy and they become a couple. Um, and then we're introduced by the two to the two gangsters who escape from jail to get to the hot house where earlier they hit a quarter million dollars in loot. Uh, Dick Bacallion plays gangster Charlie Ingalls, which is a very odd character choice name uh, for the gangster in Hots. Um, he was a very prolific actor. Uh, in his first seven movies, he played juvenile delinquents. Uh, and in 1957 alone, he was in uh, The Delinquents, directed by Robert Altman, and The Delicate, Delicate Delinquent, directed by Jerry Lewis. Wow. Hmm. So uh, his partner is Louis Gus. He plays Bugs Benny, which is the proper name. And then they, they had another partner named Dippy Gillespie, who died from an ingrown toenail. <laughs> <laughs> that was really funny to me. So uh, Bonaduce, we begin with like his swagger. He's, he's very attracted to uh, Terry. And she's at the kissing booth. So he goes over there and closes his eyes and puckers up and they switch him out with klutz and they have this hilarious and this is the kind of thing i would wonder as a kid could could these things ever actually like exist in the real world like the lovometer it's the thermometer yeah and when they're kissing <laughs> the mercury just this red paint inside it yeah like shoots all the way up and explodes like a volcano and then he opens And you're, you're asking if this is scientifically possible <laughs> well, I, used like to, I, mean, I did it when i was seven yeah <laughs> yeah did you ever go to a party with a kissing booth? Did you ever no. go to that in real life? No, I've never seen a kissing booth. No. No. I, I did once when I was like 25, a Hollywood party with a, in decadent Hollywood. Wow. I went to a party with a kissing booth. It really blew my mind. I couldn't believe that existed in real life. Explain this to me, please. It, it was for charity. It was a charity thing. And it was like uh, yeah, you, you paid like 50 bucks and right. uh, there were all these... Uh, ladies and fellas working there and you could kiss them it was it was really like uh, a french kiss or a, i don't know yeah. good question i didn't, you didn't i watch? didn't see a, you didn't find oh i out? totally watch oh no i saw people completely making out yeah but okay, yeah. but i mean it but I, I there was i i don't think there was a lot of uh regulation well let's say that. <laughs> yeah. i know you didn't do it because in, when you were 25 like me you didn't have 50 bucks <laughs> that's that's I was I had probably snuck into the party. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But I was like, man, this is some real eyes wide shut shit here. This is Hollywood is a dirty town. <laughs> I don't think that's what you thought at twenty five. No, not at all. No. <laughs> I was like, oh awesome. Hey, free yeah. food. All right, let's go. So yeah. uh boom boom bangs is gonna skydive into the hot's pool, which is pretty awesome because it's a very seventies backyard pool. Yeah. And uh, instead, she goes off course. First, she loses her top uh, and goes off course. And it's pretty awesome because they actually did the skydiving stunt. This is a really ambitious move. I mean, like, I, to I was going to a- ask you, that was that because at the end, I waited to make sure that yeah. that was yeah. those guys up there on a the damn uh, there, There's a lot of stuff off. that should yeah. hot, hot air balloons, skydiving, animals. To have an animal yeah. in a low budget yeah. movie like this, like, yeah, they really, yeah, they really went all out. And the, the big hot parachute. Like, what would you give Skid to have the hot parachute? Oh, yeah. And just fly it like a flag on top yeah. of the Skid building. I, I would love it. <laughs> it's iconic. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, she gets blown off course and lands in the fancy uh, backyard 
uh, benefit with an opera singer on, you know, the, the fat lady singing on the edge of a diving board over the pool, and we know what happens. So, and uh, special guest star Gent Ken Olfson is there. He was another special guest star uh, as Dean Larry Chase. Uh, he was a he was a very recognizable sitcom actor at the time. And when I was a kid, I used to mix him up with Jeffrey Tambor. There were three guys I used to mix up with Jeffrey Tambor. If, if you held a fancy outdoor benefit in the seven, late 70s, early 80s, you had to know it was going to get crashed. Like, somebody yeah. was somebody hilarious was going to come smashing in. You and know? there's no pool that didn't have at least one, if not the entire party, yeah. full-clothed person going into it. And typically, yes. one full-clothed person would go into it, and then other people would jump, jump into, in, jump and Let's love go. it. Let's go. Now it's and a party. Then, the one uptight guy would look in the camera and shrug and also <laughs> sure. jump hold yeah, his nose, right. close his eyes and jump in. Yeah. So after that, the, you know, the, the hots get called on the carpet by the Dean and they're saying, we know what hot stands for. We know what stands. And they're like, this is disgusting. Hold on to sex. It's like, wow, we're skinless. <laughs> and they say, no, yeah. in fact, it stands for help out the seals. And, and we meet Slinky the seal who will play a very uh, major role in the rest of the film. Yes. <laughs> uh, Slinky is uh, the Hots mascot, sort of. And uh, Mad Dog, who's a friend of the Hots, he turns out to be a hot air balloon pilot. And uh, he had been pranked by the pies and forced to eat hot sauce. <laughs> which, which and and just a little sprinkle of Tabasco. Yeah. It just threw and him over him the edge. made him jump in the yeah. pool. Yeah. <laughs> And now he sings a song from my childhood. And Aaron, I think you'll remember this because this was such a, we call like the, our uncle and father, like we call them dirty bums because they like looked like bums in the 70s. But they were like the 70s hippie good time guys that raised us. And so he sings up in the air, junior bird, <laughs> up in the air, upside down. Do you remember that? Oh, God, and you'd yes, make the yeah. goggles, the, you'd use your yes. fingers. Yes. Yeah, that's some great filth. So then uh, Mad Dog and O'Hara, they bomb the pie girls with uh, cream pies and whipped cream. And then we meet another, the other special guest star, Dorothy Meyer as Izetta, who takes the job as the Hot's house mother. And uh, she's very funny. Um, she, uh, I like that she has the cigarette holder going the whole yeah. time. That's really a unique character touch. <laughs> she could vacuum while holding the cigarette holder. Yeah. <laughs> And she's sort of like Juanita in uh, Billy Madison, yeah. to give you a visual and sort mm -hmm. of character clue in. Um, and she was also, Aaron, in a movie that you and I recently watched, Hollywood Vice Squad. Oh, yeah. Her okay, character right. there was named Heavyset Woman. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, so, I, go ahead. No, I, I was just thinking when I used to do auditions, <laughs> when I used to go auditions for, for parts, when I was like a, like acting in commercials and stuff like that, and you'd walk in a room and look around and there'd be like 10 really good looking guys sitting there. And then they, the woman behind the car would look at me and be like, oh, no, that room. And there would be eight schlubs, you know, with glasses and, and, and just thinking of the heavy set woman audition. Like, yeah. oh, man, what a yeah, what a career. <laughs> So uh, then Melody Ragmore's boyfriend, Doug, comes over and he and uh, Honey start getting it on. And Doug is played by Donald Petrie, who went on to quite the directing career. He was quite a dish. 
<laughs> he was Mystic Pizza, Grumpy Old Men, Richie Rich, Miss Congeniality, and How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Yeah. Like that. He learned on HOTS, on the HOTS set. <laughs> he observed uh, Seth Gordon Gideon, or whatever the hell his name was. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then, So then we have Casey Winkler as the pie girl Cynthia, and she's in the van getting it on with her boyfriend John, and the HOTS, uh, you know, they vandalized the van, and they put Slinky for president on it and tow it away. And I want to point out that John is played by an Israeli actor and model named Steve Bont, whose real name, get ready for his real name, is Shlomo Goldberg. (laughs) (laughs) So we just have to call him Shlomo. (laughs) So Shlomo played the Jungle Boy in Tarzan and the Jungle Boy in 1968. In 1975, this is something he could have bonded with his uh, fellow female actors on. Uh, He posed full frontal for Playgirl magazine. All right. Uh, his his other credits include uh, Massacre at Central High, Gas Pump Girls, Picasso Trigger, an Andy Sedaris film, and the vampire movie To Die For, which I saw a lot somehow. It was on cable a lot uh, in night 88. And then Son of Darkness To Die For 2, which I saw more than the original <laughs> To Die For. Oh. Yeah. The vampire in that was named Eric. Um. So the gangsters show up, and uh, Bugs Benny is dressed as Ronnie the Robot. Ugh, yeah. And they tell uh, the house mom that, they, that she's going to get one day free service from the from Ronnie the Robot. And his hilarious tagline is, I do not do windows. <laughs> <laughs> and it's pretty hilarious. The robot costume is really funny. Uh, Boom Boom Bangs takes a bath with Slinky the Seal. Uh, three hots get on an elevator with a, provinc- with a professor. They get automatic A pluses. Uh, Mad Dog and his pal steal PU's mascot, Sugar Bear, who's played by Honey Bear. Uh, the rival jocks give chase, and Mad Dog and his pal end up uh, mixing their vans up with the two burglars who are dressed as workmen. <laughs> and they drive to the hot house, and they find the bear. And I'm going to say, this is actually my favorite scene in the entire movie. The bear just casually jumps into the hot pool and swims around. Yeah, it's yeah. great. Could have watched yeah, two was, hours of like, it. I know. Like, the music is great. And I was like, that looks so relaxing. I'm so charmed by Honey Bear. And then Honey <laughs> yeah. Bear, he climbs up the ladder to the attic and he finds the hidden $250,000. Yeah, You know, Mike, watching this movie, it made me realize uh, years ago... I was brought in on an assignment to pitch uh, the remake of Porky's. They were always trying to get wow. a Porky's remake off the ground. Wow. And and I realized and and the big like the big central gag I had in my pitch because I had to break out a whole do a whole outline and God, which which actually ended up getting pitched to Harvey Weinstein, which I was not in the room for. <laughs> thank God, thank God. Uh, and he hated it and he was outraged and. Uh, um. But the big, my big gag, I realized watching this completely came from Hots. And here, here was my gag in the movie that um, the the Pee Wee character gets tricked into the, these. The girls in the movie tell him, "We're going to have a rainbow party with you, Pee." Remember the, the <laughs> yes, rainbow party? Yes, we do. Yes. So they they got him in a hotel room and they blindfolded him. 
And they took a, a, a largemouth bass fish and put different <laughs> colors of lipstick on it and put it on his penis. But then one of the girls said, oh, you know what would be funny? And she put super glue on the fish's mouth and stuck it to naked <laughs> peewee's crotch. That's a perfect... And then, and then they pushed him out of the motel room. Okay, so he's running around naked now with a fish on his genitalia. But I had established in the first act that a bear was on the loose in in wow. Florida. So so the bear comes out and attacks Pee Wee and and uh, and 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 I realized this was a, a total amalgamation of the Hots gags that I had wow. I had pitched. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Didn't, I mean, that's so perfect. That was my big like gag for the commercial moment. Yeah. And uh, Harvey Weinstein. That apparently, I was told in the meeting afterwards. That and another gag, he was he was outraged by. He, he thought they were disgusting, and no one would want to see that. He should have so, used a uh, plant instead. He got I guess so. Yeah, yeah. What? Yeah. What right did he have to say my yeah. uh, fish on the crotch gag was disgusting? <laughs> so uh, then we get the incredible jockstrap read. Uh, first, a little homoeroticism over at the fraternity in the shower. Two guys getting yeah. like really kind of yeah, like the, the angle the made you wonder what was going on in that shower. But yeah, oh, I didn't wonder. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and you know, with the great you know silent movie madcap chase with the tinkly piano music. Can I say one thing? I know. Uh, McPee, you're not known for your athleticism, but it's just funny to <laughs> it's funny to see a jock strap raid because yeah i don't think people wear jock straps anymore you know what i'm saying like yeah, i remember yeah, yeah. when i was in high school you wore a jock strap and then you wore oh, your yeah. shorts but now they have those you know they have the tight shorts that the the, the athletes wear but just to see a jock strap raid yeah. was pretty cool i could direct you to some bars in boys town when covid's <laughs> over with your jock well, i want to tell you at the uh what was that uh, theater in chicago the bijou um, the Bijou. They yeah. used to, you know, I know Steve Dahl in Chicago used to play, yeah. uh, you know, they'd let the, yeah. um, they'd listen to the answer machine over at the Bijou for the movies that were coming out, and they'd always laugh about it. My favorite uh, Bijou movie title ever was Bulging Jockstraps. <laughs> <laughs> and I want to say that I knew that, of course, as a Howard Stern bit. So uh, the bear drinks <laughs> a bunch of bathtub moonshine. And he gets the money stuck to him. The dean goes to the hot house. Uh, they spill drinks on him to get him in his underwear. And then he runs upstairs. He thinks, I'm going to bust your still. Uh, but it's not there. They had moved it along with Arthur the plant. And so he just turns into a rapist. Yes. <laughs> I was wondering if you were going to get to this. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and again, it's like even hot. Every one of these teen movies in the 70s always had to have this undercurrent of violence at some point, of like just berserk, angry violence, usually sexual violence, not always, like in the pom-pom girl where they shove a french fry up Robert Carradine's nose. Well, that might have been sexual, I don't know. Yeah. But, uh, so the mad dog and his pal, they but, see But this don't like, you think, did you yeah. think this was, I thought this was, in a funny way, I thought this was the Sherry Cafaro. Uh, that, that's where I was like, oh yeah, right, ah. Sherry Cafaro wrote this movie. And she came from all those ginger right. uh, abductor movies, those right. kind of, yeah, right. like like that's that's where I was like, that's got to be the Cafaro touch to go like, a, a movie's got to have this, you know, an R-rated movie has to have this. That is a keen observation, yeah. I think, yeah, I think that's yeah. Sherry. And she is a really fascinating figure. 
Yeah, we'll, we'll talk and, to and her. Those after. movies yeah. are mind blowing. Yeah. 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 Um, so Mad Dog, uh, they come to the rescue and they take pictures of the dean trying to escape on the roof. He slides down the the roof the side of the house and his ass is hanging out. So they use that to blackmail him to, you know, hands off the hots, hands off those suckers. Um, then we go to the wet t-shirt contest, which looks like a really good time at the local disco. And then once again, there's this weird element of violence with the seltzer bottles for the t-shirt contest. Like the, the women are actually like screaming, like it hurts, <laughs> which if you ever got shot with a seltzer bottle, which I did when I was a kid. Cause like, you know, it was like a three stooges gag. So I was like, I said to my friend, Paul, shoot me in the face with a seltzer bottle. <laughs> went, he went right in my eye. And I was like, what? <laughs> it was like waterboarding. <laughs> and the hots, they have the sense to wear white T-shirts and the pies wear green shirts. Uh, yeah. And then they decide they're going to settle it with strip football. So, But first, we have the, <laughs> the bonfire uh, sing-along with... Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, the Pamela guitar, Jean the Bryant song. Yeah. playing the guitar, singing this song, Make Me Your Woman. And I swear, <laughs> Bonaducci gets teary-eyed. And I suspect he was having like a real-life moment of clarity there. <laughs> Maybe like the seltzer bottles. Yeah, it was just a real moment. Caught it. Yeah, you know, yeah, the, the seltzer yeah. bottles hurt. They weren't expecting it. And Bonaducci was moved to tears. <laughs> and then he and then, you know, he tells Terry's boyfriend, like, have a good time with her. I did. And then he then he has the nerve after that to duet with Terry on the next ballot together. So they're like, you know, that Bonaduce is a real he's a real cock of the walk. We gotta take him down a peg. So uh Samantha invites him over to eat three bowls of soup and drink milk, which was completely <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> but they spike the milk with uh so, or the soup rather with salt peter. Yeah, and then uh, upstairs. What was, what was salt, Peter? I remember hearing that about it. That was such a seventies thing. It's such uh, a. It has to do with religion. There's some religion tie into that too. But it was. What? It was. Uh, it, I don't know if it's real or not. I tend to think it is. It was a, like a chemical of some sort that would prevent you from having an erection. Right, but wasn't it? Was it? It was it science-based, or was it just... I don't know. We got to, we will research this properly. Okay, because uh, I've always... I, I remember that from the 70s. It was a reference. They would say they use it in prisons, yeah. or they use it at Catholic mm-hmm. schools. Yeah. Or for priests and stuff, you know. Right, but it might have been like Spanish fly. Yeah. I think it was... Wasn't it in Papillon? Wasn't it a plot point in Papillon? That oh, yes, yes. That's uh, Ben Reiser. You're right. Yes, yes. So, it's it was a funny the anti-Viagra. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So it was the. Uh, so he then they go upstairs and uh, Mad Dog and Klutz are filming him in the closet. They're not just filming; they're broadcasting to the Hots TV set downstairs where everybody's watching Bonaduce experience <laughs> erectile dysfunction in high def too, which is so funny. yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then uh, you know they play the prank and Terry steps out for a minute. I'm sorry, Samantha steps out. And then there's just some somebody's under the couch blowing Bonaduce, and he's like, "Oh, you're so good. How'd you learn that?" And it's Slinky the Seal. That's <laughs> oh. what we learned. <laughs> You'd think he'd notice the whiskers, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and then so we're getting ready for the football game. Mad Dog wears that freaky cone head. Oh, yeah, it looked yeah, amazing. Was, well, and you got to so remember weird. that was right when they had introduced Coneheads on Saturday Night Live. Right. So that's yeah. where that came from, right? 
but it was a yeah. great mask. Like, yeah. I can't imagine. They must have had that whipped up by a pro. Um, now, the Hots kidnapped Melody and shave her head. Again, Sherry Cafaro, you're so right. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. She Some put in the, the roughy element. That. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Uh, and then we have the scene that broke Aaron Lee, Bonaducci, waving his true <laughs> Wave flag, flag. Waving his white flag. I've been Always impotent. Forget. I've been blown by a seal. I, <laughs> I've been completely emasculated and assaulted. And yeah. And hey, okay. I'm on your side. <laughs> and then we get to the strip football game, which has the incredible huddle scenes. Yes. Which are the topless uh, players uh, gathered in a huddle with the camera beneath them so that their boobs are hanging into the audience's face. And wasn't, so, wasn't this advertised? Didn't they do the whole... Didn't they say, like, the craziest football game since MASH? Yes, right? that was it, our tagline. Yeah, line, that yes. was the tagline, yeah. And it's so iconic. I don't even think any other movie ever ripped that off. I think I've, you're I've, right. Skin, you would know. Nope, I can't think no. of it either. Couldn't top it. That's that's a really fight. You're right. Well, and I'll tell you what. Another thing that was never ripped off. Well, they, uh, so nudity with a seal. Um, in the history of film, <laughs> the only other time it's happened was in a 1982 Italian movie called W. La Foca, and um, it's the those are the only two times an actress and a seal have been nude in the same scene in the history of cinema. So there was a lot of, a lot of things that never happened or, or rarely happened after hot. So how did, how did they resist the gag of even a, just to angle on Bonaducci and the seal, you know, <laughs> at the, the football game. Yeah, they exactly. They're, they're going off too. together. How did they resist? Yeah. That? No, you're, you're very right. Yeah. Yeah. They missed that one. When One you of the pitch, few gags they missed. When you pitch your remake to Harvey Weinstein, include that. <laughs> Harvey, Harvey in prison. I got a, I got your With comeback Bonaducci <laughs> play re- reprising his role. Um, and the Hots win. They rip off uh, Melody Ragmore's wig. She's bald, of course. Flips the bird, and then we get the daily fu headline montage. Hots beat pot. Hots beats pie. Ragmore pulls hair out. Landslide victory, Slinky, new homecoming queen. Yeah. And I just like this generic, Hots girls receive citation and reward. For what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good point. For socking it to it. For socking it to it. <laughs> so then we get a great reveal at the end uh, where they announce, you know, Heidi O'Hara. I'm sorry, Honey O'Hara, Terry and Samantha. And uh, then the great classic freeze frame, Jumping in Triumph, which I believe was ripped off the following year by Flash Gordon, which ends with the same. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> true. All right. So that's hot. Let's talk about the director, Gerald Seth Sindel. Not a ton uh, I could find about him Mm-mm, online. Me neither. Uh, directed three other extremely different movies. Double Stop in 1968, a sensitive drama about a Cleveland, Cleveland orchestra cellist fighting with his artist wife over whether they should bust their kid to his inner city school. Uh, Harpy. Also with, the, also with a seal blowjob scene. I do. I, I have seen it. it also, it bizarrely, it, it works yeah. in the context. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Harpy, 1971 TV movie with Hugh O'Brien and Elizabeth Ashley. Hugh plays a rich architect who trains a hunting eagle on the side. <laughs> 
Liz is his uh, nasty Budinsky ex-wife. You got to figure out how he plots to get rid of her once and for all. And then Teenager, which is looks amazing from 1974, which is about a low-budget film crew crew that rolls into a small town to make a biker movie, but they actually just want to make a snuff movie. Whoa. Good lord! And how have cool. we not Teenager. seen that? Yeah, and there's like a like a you know like a. A groovy uh, teenage girl on the poster just says she's ready to do anything for kids. Hey, McPee, did you see yeah. who plays the police desk officer in that movie? I did not. A certain Johnny Wad Holmes. We wow. got to check this. Oh, no. We got to We're going to track that. That's a must. Wow. Amazing. So let's talk about Sherry Cafaro, the screenwriter. I also, I could find nothing about Joan Buchanan. No, yeah, these are really obscure people. I wonder how he got the yeah. gig. Yeah. So uh, Sherry Cafaro, of course, uh, she was the star of the softcore Ginger film series, which uh, she played like a James Bond type. Uh, Ginger in 1971, The Abductors in 1972, and Girls Are For Loving in 1973, which to me were just staples of the very first like six months of VHS rental. Yes. You know what? Uh, one little thing I wanted to... To say about that now, I loved these movies, these Cherry Kafara movies, Ginger and the Abductors. But one of the things that always stuck with me to this day, drove me nuts, is like, you know, it's a, a lot of bondage and, and yeah. tying people up and stuff. But like, yeah. I remember like in the Abductors, there's a scene where, remember when you were in college and you had like a shitty aluminum, uh, like a, a shower curtain thing, like literally yeah, would yeah. break all the time. You'd hang this crappy yeah. thing. She, there was a scene where she handcuffed a guy to that, <laughs> and then she like seduced him, and he couldn't like get off with you know with the aluminum <laughs> thing. And it always drove me nuts. And if you watch a lot mm -hmm. of the, there's a lot of bondage, but it's never bonded to anything strong. But but right. but then again, if I'm that guy. I'm I'm just gonna stand there too and act like I can't get out of it. But it always oh, drove no. me nuts. It always drove me nuts. So why have those movies not had more of a? See, like I could totally see them having kind of a Tarantino-driven yeah. resurgence attention span. And her as a, I'm right. It's it's unusual to me that she hasn't gotten that attention. That's very interesting. Have she's you, still around. She's still she's yeah. still got a website up and it, yeah. But um, yeah. she she needs a little resurgence. Well, we should reach out to her. Um, yeah, that's a great idea. But do you know other stuff about her, Aaron? Uh, you, you know, I just, she to me is the quintessential Sleazoid Express figure. Yeah. I, I sure. had, it's funny you guys saying that the VHS tapes were so common. Somehow I missed them then. I had wow. to go search that stuff out after reading about her in the Sleazoid Express book. And, uh, and yeah, like I said, she's still got her website up. She seems pretty accessible to fans, and and uh, and it's just and it's so weird that she. I think this is her only other. She didn't do other screenwriting after this. No, no. Really blew it all out with Hots. Yeah. Do you remember that, seeing those movies on cable TV, McP? No, I didn't have cable till the nineteen eighty seven. So. Yeah, because those were like. I think you'd see a few of them in the early '80s, and then I, right. I think they were even a little too rough for cable TV in the yeah. Yeah. in the later time, right? Um, she was uh, also too hot to handle, which is another VHS tape I remember seeing and not renting, which is sort of an unofficial Ginger movie. Where it was like uh, she's too hot to handle, right? She's too hot. No, to just too hot to handle. Oh, okay. Was called, yeah. Um, 
and she played essentially the same character, only this time she's named Samantha Fox. Mm. So, so what's with oh. the name Samantha Fox? Because she like had the page, porn star. Page three girl. Page yeah. three girl who had the song Samantha Fox is such a wild dame. Huh? What's in a name? So, so Samantha. Samantha <laughs> Fox. <laughs> you know, Naughty Girls Need Love too. Yeah. Naughty Girls Need Love too. Yeah. And uh, Sherry debuted. Uh, her first film was Up Your Alley in <laughs> 72 with Ushi DeGard and Haji. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. We had that at Mr. Skin. That's it was we had that VHS tape there. Um not to be confused with Up Your Alley from nineteen eighty nine with Linda Blair and Murray Langston, which was their romantic comedy follow up to Night Patrol. Oh. She she plays a reporter and Murray Langston, the unknown comic, plays a homeless person and they fall in love. Uh, I love I the unknown see comic. That. And you know, last year for Aaron's birthday, uh, I got him a cameo from the unknown comic. <laughs> that I, yeah. Well, no, it wasn't for my birthday. Do you remember what no. it was? It was, no. uh, it was. Um, we had a bet about best picture last year. I Excuse said, me. I said correct. Parasite's yeah. gonna win, and you yeah. said no way, no way. And uh, the we the bet was somebody That's gets right. a cameo, whoever the winner yeah. is. So the unknown yeah. comic, yeah, that yeah. was great. I, I'm one of the biggest Gong Show fans ever. I yeah, it was t- those first two seasons uh, with Chuck Barris, just brilliant, brilliant television. You and know, I as a, as a as a thank you for doing this podcast, uh, Jim, we should send you a, a Murray Langston cameo. Oh, because don't ruin he, it, Because he really, yeah. he really put it, I got to tell oh. you, in this cameo, he did a hundred jokes in 30 seconds. Uh, I mean, yeah. like, this guy really chucky, delivered chucky, chucky, on the cameo. Chucky, 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 chucky. Yeah, he was great. He, yeah. Love him. Love him. And even Father Ed, you could, you know, all that. Yeah, I mean, he would just yeah, come out, yeah. yeah. My favorite Father Ed was... Uh, he came out and he'd, he'd butcher, you know, like proverbs and things. And yeah. he'd come out and he'd go, uh, you could lead a horse to drink, but you can't make him water. <laughs> <laughs> and there wasn't the payoff of that. Like he said, fuck. Or so it would just say censored on the screen. Oh, they would censor. They censored a yeah. ton. But yeah. I mean, that was like always the father. He'd be like, get out of here, well, father. Well, the greatest right? censored yeah. moment ever was... Uh, JP Juicy JP Morgan actually yeah. whipping out her her tates and she showed him on uh in the Gong Show movie they showed that clip. Well, so. you know what, Mr. Skin, we're going to have you back to do the Gong Show movie. <laughs> well, Seriously. that I mean, that yeah. Blu-ray is great. That's a yeah. must see, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Really no, we good. definitely will in a, a couple of months we'll because yeah. cuz we we were I looking so for the right for the Gong Show. We were looking for the right uh Jim McBride versus Mr. Skin movie and that's exactly it. Yeah. So and it's a perfect crackpot cinema movie. I mean, it's oh, just yeah. f- flawless. Still, it really is. I'm out of notes, dudes. This, How about everybody this, else? This movie takes it out of you. This movie yeah. takes it out of you. It, 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 like I said, it, 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 it delivers. It delivers. Yeah. So, All uh, of you. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Skin, Skin, the complete history of nudity in the movies, available Tuesday, August 18th. Nice. Amazon, iTunes, any place you rent movies. And uh, with that, we always ask our guests to say our sign-off line, which is crack or get off the pot. But put your own spin on it, Mr. Skid. Oh. Uh, <laughs> crack hair or get off the pot? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>